and you're making it look like everything has been rosy and perfect. Like, come on, man, be honest. Yeah. You know, send out a letter. You know, you don't have to say you could you could put out a letter and says, you know, I know we've had issues in the past, but you know, in order to help better the experience for everyone, the only decision was to do this, right? You know, something, yeah. you know, something to, that says, yeah, we understand the, the issues that we made. This is still a great company. We made issues. But, you know, through Microsoft, we could be better, right? Make make it. But this, instead, this motherfucker is like, yeah, man, I've been here for 31 years. <laughs> this shit's been the best. You know, I've been looking at the future, the metaverse, the whole yeah, Facebook metaverse. <laughs> and under my leadership, we're going to be great. That's why we got bought out. And and now, you know, Microsoft, you know, even though we got bought out, you know, that was, that's what this was all leading to. Get the fuck out of here, This man. is all part of the plan. Get the Under fuck out! Leadership, we yeah. had the worst scandal in gaming. Exactly. So bad that, that the government authorities had to get involved. Exactly. The government had to come. The state of California had to come in. Oh my god, dude! Oh my god! Get the fuck we out of here! Sexual harassment, all part of the plan for the metaverse. <laughs> Welcome to everybody listening to our YouTube group who will get this video exclusively, this stream exclusively. Um, unfortunately, this will not be sent out to all of our uh, normal podcast listeners. This is a YouTube exclusive. We normally do not stream early, usually every Friday here on twitch.tv slash ARNGM. We usually do our normal shoot the shit episode, but... This is a special occasion, and uh, for today, we're going to be talking about some big gaming news, Mr. Beards. How are you doing there, sir? Uh, excited, man. Like, I, I was saying, what the fuck, for the first 10 minutes th- <laughs> this morning when I, like, went to Twitter. I was like, nah, this has got to be a fucking troll. <laughs> and then the, uh... I know you sent you sent it to me, and I was like, "Huh?" And I'm looking at it, and we'll go into it. We'll go into it. You know, we'll go into it. We have the whole ordeal. We'll read, you know, letters coming from uh, Microsoft, and and of course, letters coming from Blizzard. We'll give our, you know, our views on on uh, a lot of this stuff. It's a lot of stuff to wrap our heads. I mean, big, big, big implications here, man. Huge, huge implications. Um. I remember we were, I remember when we were first talking about it beforehand, before we get into it, the whole thing, I, I remember saying to you, I was like, would they buy them just to just throw Xbox into Battle.net? Like, we I remember we had this discussion like days ago. Yeah, we did. It's we like did. the weirdest thing. I mean, we were talking about it. I'm like, would they, would they just throw Xbox into Battle.net, you know, or do they get rid of Battle.net? Like, is that going to be their new launcher for all thing Game Pass? It was just stupid stuff, but we'll go into it. It's funny that we, we had this discussion. Like I tell you all the time, man, I swear, the shit that we discuss every Friday just comes into fruition. Like the moment we talk about it, yep. it's like the world, 
and this goes into, and I'm going to quickly for y'all, those laughing. I, I have the conspiracy of this being a, you know, virtual world, like the, like everything just is created based on what I speak, because that's what seems to be happening on the show. If you're new to it, we say stuff, and then like a week or two later, it like just comes up. If not even that, a couple of days afterward, it literally just manifests itself after we talk about it on the show on Friday. It feels like yeah, it definitely does. All right, all right. <laughs> so, um, beers. Thank you, sir, for spending the time with me to talk about this. I appreciate having you here. Um, this definitely was something that we right. could that couldn't wait. <laughs> it definitely shouldn't wait. Just like uh, it feels like deja vu. We did the same thing for uh, Bethesda. I think what, like two years ago, three years ago now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It just seems like uh, we're doing the same thing. All right. So real quickly, uh, for those who are um, watching and so forth, uh, let's go over. This is what we we saw this morning. I thought, uh, as Beer says, he thought he he's like he was just surprised. I thought I was streaming. I was like, wow, this really can't hap- can't be happening. And dumb me, when I first saw it, I was like, wait a minute, all right, does this mean they're only buying you know Starcraft Blizzard? And then I saw Call of Duty. I'm like, <laughs> oh no, it's everything. It's it's everything. Okay, so um, let's real quickly read real quickly through this. Uh, welcome in the incredible teams. This is coming from Xbox.com. So, of course, this is the official statement from Microsoft, um, their gaming division. Welcome the incredible teams and legendary franchises of Activision, Blizzard to Microsoft Gaming, creators of Call of Duty, Warcraft, Candy Crush, Tony Hawk, Diablo, Overwatch, Spiral, Hearthstone, Guitar Hero. Remember Guitar Hero on Facebook? We laughed about that. Uh, Crash Bandicoot, Starcraft, <laughs> and more. Join the Xbox team. Uh, as a team, we are on a mission to extend the joy and community of gaming to everyone on the planet. We all know that gaming is the most vibrant and dynamic form of entertainment worldwide, and we experience the power of social connection and friendship that gaming makes possible. As we pursue this mission, it's incredibly exciting to announce that Microsoft has agreed to acquire Activision Blizzard. As many decades, the studios and teams that make up Activision Blizzard have earned vast wellspring of joy, respect from billions of people all over the world. We are incredibly excited to have the chance to work with this amazing, talented, dedicated people across Activision Publishing, Blizzard Entertainment, Beanox, Demonware, Digital Legends, High Moon Studios, Infinity War, King... Uh, Major League Gaming, Radical Entertainment, Ravensoft, Sledgehammer Games, Toys for Bob, Treyarch, and every team across Activision Blizzard. I swear that's all of them, but uh, so this transaction closes. <laughs> Activision Blizzard and Microsoft Gaming will continue to operate independently. Once the deal is complete, the Activision Blizzard business will report to me as CEO under Microsoft Gaming. That, of course, CEO is Phil Spencer, as this is coming from his office. Um, upon close, we will offer as many Activision Blizzard games as we can within Xbox Game Pass, PC Game Pass, both new titles and games from Activision Blizzard's incredible catalog. We also announced today that Game Pass has more than 25 million subscribers. We might have to come back to that. Um, as always, we look forward to continuing to add more value and great games to Game Pass, the fantastic franchise across Activision Blizzard will also accelerate our plans for cloud gaming, allowing more people in more places around the world to participate in the Xbox community using phones, tablets, laptops, and other devices you already own. Activision Blizzard games are already enjoyed on a variety of platforms. We plan to continue to support those communities moving forward. 
as a company, Microsoft is committed to our journey for inclusion of every aspect of gaming among uh, both employees and players. We deeply value individual studio creature, uh, excuse me, cultures. I said creatures, I don't know why. Studio cultures. We also believe that creative uh, success and autonomy go hand in hand with treating every person with dignity and respect. We hold all teams and all leaders to this commitment. We are looking forward to extending our culture of proactive inclusion to the great teams across Activision Blizzard. Around the world, there is no more exciting venue for fun, connection than video games, and there has never been a time to play than right now. As we extend the joy and community of gaming to everyone, we look forward to welcoming all of our friends at Activision Blizzard to Microsoft Gaming. And uh, of course we get there, a nice gaming leadership, which shows, you know, the current, I guess the current team with Phil Spencer, of course, being the CEO of Microsoft Gaming and a whole plethora of people there. Um, it's interesting, we have Matt Booty, who we talked about might be the successor. Um, he's under the CVP of Xbox Game Studios. And then Sarah Bond, who is also a possible replacement for Phil mm -hmm. is a gaming <laughs> ecosystem organizer. It's interesting though, when you look at all of that and um, yeah, there's definitely diversity, right? You see a lot of um, females, you see people of different ethnicities, um, you know, sexes, ethnicity, and so far off cultures. It's a good thing, right? Um, that's what you want to yep. see, you know, variety uh, is amongst that. All right. So um, we're going to just for right now, Beards, you woke up, you saw this, you, you kind of gave us a little bit of uh, idea. Tell me more. How, what was going through your mind when you first saw this news and uh, you heard about this? It's so much trolling on the internet that, like, our father was a troll at first. Mm hmm And, like, you know, because everybody's always doing the Microsoft bought this person uh, tweets all the time. And then I'm like, and I saw Jason Schreier, and I'm like, okay, so there's some, there's some uh, meat behind it, but I guess it's one of those things where we won't uh, see anything until like proof of it till like maybe a couple of months down the line. But then all of a sudden the main Xbox account <laughs> posts this article, but then they pull it. So then it makes yep. me think it's a mistake, but then they post it again. And I'm like, wow. And I still like was blown back for a couple of minutes. Cause I was like, I like, am I reading it right? And I'm like, shit, I am. <laughs> I'm like, that's, that's like fucking insane. So I'm like, uh, they they were already not um, just all the uh, incredible studios they already picked up themselves, but the uh, the powerhouse of studios they picked up under the uh, Zenimax deal, and now they have uh, now they have all these guys. It's like and and they uh, and they they plan to treat them like every other studio to allow them to make games how they want to make games with no. Uh, so it's now it's like I'm like man we like um like we got. So like there's a there's amazing an amazing chance for the uh the uh the companies to have a, a rebirth period and, and climb to the glory they were once at at one point in time hopefully anyway yeah. yeah like uh yeah i was surprised as hell when i first saw it yeah and uh, i have up here now all the first party studios when you think about it right it's broken down between xbox game studios bethesda activision blizzard it's mm -hmm. a lot it's a lot right um, Microsoft is definitely becoming the conglomerate for gaming. And uh, one thing I didn't bring up, and I guess we'll kind of bring in, we'll, we'll have to remember to circle back to it, was uh, I remember a while back when they were talking to Phil and they were talking about, you know, gaming wars, uh, console wars, and Phil was like, 
dude, like, he, it, it, paraphrasing, he's basically saying, like, he doesn't even look at Nintendo and Sony as competition. He looked at, you know, um, Google and Amazon, and everybody's like, what the hell are you talking about? You know, game, you know, sales of hardware, this and that and the other. But Phil took the idea of what Xbox, what Xbox and gaming is, so past so far past what console gaming is right and um when i first saw this and i was like huh and it took a while for my brain to cycle through all of it but it made sense to me right um microsoft this is the second purchase that microsoft has made of a company when they were in dire straits i guess you could say what's up gns Say hello to GNS who entered the uh, chat here on Twitch.tv. What's up? Um, hey, GNS. Hey. So I, I understand, you know, from my standpoint, I understand the, um, like, at the time when they bought Bethesda, right? Bethesda wasn't Bethesda was a horrible company, but Bethesda had, at the time, had a lot of um, lawsuits on them from the, um, uh, what franchise like just fallout franchise they had issues where they were promising certain things they weren't uh the whole um charging people for battle pass and you know and all this other garbage that they were going through and at the time yeah the company wasn't in as bad of shape as activision is right now right but they were definitely you know on the low brow they were definitely heading down right and then Microsoft came in, gave bought the company, gave them an influx of cash, at least from a development standpoint, right? Not looking at Cinemax and shareholders, but at least from a development standpoint, now allows a lot of those developers to go off and make what they want to make and do what they want to do, supposedly, right? We don't know what happens behind closed doors. We don't know what projects are getting slammed shut. <laughs> you know, we don't know. We don't have insight to that unless, you know, we could find people who work in that industry. But um, outside of at least from our standpoint, the autonomy is that the companies are still there. They're still working. They're still baking and doing stuff. And they're getting more, um, you could say, more backing, right, from from Microsoft. They're they're all in. They're giving them more staffing. They're increasing their, you know, their staff and, you know, giving more studios to help work on projects and so forth. So from that standpoint, at least from Bethesda standpoint, we see a lot of positive uh, from that acquisition. I'm expecting the same thing from uh, the Blizzard. I'm happy with all that what I'm seeing. And immediately I look at Blizzard and I'm like, yeah, it's the same thing. You know, they're on a downward spiral. Microsoft now is infusing money. Hopefully, like you said, they could get back, like companies like Blizzard, right, could get back to where they used to be. Yes, the talent's not there. And me, you've discussed it many times with Rare. Uh, Rare never ascended to what they were back when they were working, you know, with Nintendo and so forth. They've never mm -hmm. been that rare, uh, but you know that's the talent. The t once the talent is gone, right, you can only become whatever you know new talent you get. So this we see the new rare. We see some, a lot of the games, but still, you know, still some issues. But um, you know that's based on you know like I said before, talent. Not to reiterate it again. So I was happy when I saw this. Um, I think at least from a development standpoint, I think this is going to be a good thing. And um, we'll get into later, but from a um, you know shareholder standpoint, get Kodak the fuck out of there. But uh, <laughs> I, think, I think that's what a lot of people are hoping for. Get Kodak the fuck out of there. <laughs> oh, yeah, no more Kodak. No more Kodak. We'll see. We'll see. We'll talk about that. That's one of the topics 
um, going into it. Real quickly, let's go into um, speaking of Kodak. Of course, once this happened, Kodak then sent out an email to uh, all of his uh, employees, at least the ones that haven't, uh, who are there to receive it that aren't, you know, on strike at the moment. Uh, <laughs> I hate to say mm-hmm. it, I don't know shape, but um, we know Kodak now is going to report directly to um, Phil Spencer as CEO, right? Instead, of, So he now has a boss of that's not shareholders, so to say. He literally has a boss boss under Phil now. Um, so this is literally the letter uh, that he sent out to his Activision workers. Team, today is an incredible, exciting day as we continue our journey to connect and engage the world through Epic Entertainment. We will eventually do so as part of Microsoft. I'm certain that our incredible talent, extraordinary games combined with our shared commitment to the very best workplace, haha, will enable us to grow in an increasingly more competitive race. Uh, for leadership as gaming through the metaverse involves. There's that term, metaverse is coming back. Um, Him and his Facebook. How we got here and where we're going. When you reflect on what we've built together, we have so much to be proud of. For the last 31 years, we've continuously shaped gaming through our commitment to deliver joy, fun, and a thrill of accomplishment. We've transformed games into social experiences and enabled players to find purpose and meaning through the most engaging form of entertainment, our games. By doing so, we've created and entertained communities of hundreds of millions of players. Connecting these communities together is the next step. Facebook, Google, Tencent, NetEase, Amazon, (laughs) Apple, Sony, Disney, and many more have ambitions for their own gaming and metaverse initiatives. Established and emerging competitors see the opportunity for virtual worlds filled with professionally produced content, user-generated content, and rich social connections. Our talent and our games are important components of this construction of a rich metaverse. We have always attracted the very best game makers and built the very best game season opportunity with passion, inspiration, focus, and determination. I, please, Beers, I know you're laughing. But let's try to make it through this. A partnership okay. to define the future. I'll let you comment in a moment. As investments in cloud computing, AI, machine learning, data analysis, analytics, sorry, and user interface and experience capabilities are becoming more competitive, we believe this partnership will better enable our ambitions and consistency. Considering possible partners, all roles ultimately led to Microsoft. Like us, they have been making games for a long time. Microsoft has always contributed, excuse me, has always has already distributed games to hundreds of millions of the world's computers and computing devices and has technologies and innovations that will support the next generation of games. Microsoft will also support our journey to further strengthening our culture. Satya Nadella, Microsoft CEO, has been passionate advocate for caring as the currency of leadership, inspiring people throughout through empathy is a powerful motivator and one we embrace as we renew our resolve. Oh my goodness. And the work we are now doing to set a new standard for welcoming an inclusive workspace culture. I'm starting to think that Microsoft wrote this. Uh, importantly, Microsoft <laughs> wants you, your talent, your creativity, and your dedication to each other. Activision Blizzard's success throughout the years can be directly attributed to each of you. Microsoft recognizes the commitment to excellence and creative independence that sets us apart, and we anticipate minimum changes for our workplace following the close of the transaction. 
Uh, Microsoft Diverse Operations will give us access to valuable expertise, technology, and tools, provide even greater opportunities for learning and development. No organization, culture, including ours, is without a need for improvement. And thanks to your input, we are making strides to improving ours. My commitment is to continue evolving our culture, our culture, so that coming closing, come closing, Microsoft is acquiring an ex explainer, explainery workplace. What's next? Transactions like these can take a long time to complete until we receive the necessary regulatory approvals and the customary closing conditions are satisfied, which we expect to be sometime Microsoft fiscal 2023, year ending June 30th, 2023. We will continue to con we will continue to operate complete autonomously. I will continue as your CEO with the same passion and enthusiasm I had when I began this amazing journey back in 1991. Of course, this announcement will give rise to so many questions. We will host numerous forums and events to make certain we address your concerns. I am incredibly proud of this company, you, and the work we have done together. Now it's on to our next chapter and the endless possibilities this transaction represents for us. I couldn't be more appreciative of your efforts, focus, and dedication to connecting the world through joy and fun with gratitude. Bobby. Beers, how do you feel Damn. about this leather? It's a long leather. How do you... That shit was fucking long. It's a cliff noted that shit. I should have. <laughs> I should have, but my gosh. <laughs> like, how, how do you feel about this um, letter? Do you do you get BS from this as much as I do? Yes, yeah, I was laughing through it. Before I give my thoughts... Uh, Remember, we're not talking about Bobby Kotick, whether he's going to be here. That'll be another section, but good to you. On the Over to the chat, GNS was like, I hope that these other studios are able to create other franchises besides the ones that they already work on. We will be talking and about GNS, that. We will yeah. be talking about that, yes. Um... I feel that this letter was like uh, him trying to still submit himself in part of the uh, as part of the company using all the language that he used, specifically the uh, the big bold points of we. Uh, him trying to say like it's a partnership. Him acting like uh, this was a and I like this was something that he was leading to when he's like all part all roads led to Microsoft. And I also feel that like the snake that he is him including other gaming companies and, and other platforms this is his way of saying guys I'm uh <laughs> I'm open for hiring <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> so <is> so great <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking man. trash can man yeah I, I I looked at this and and we'll get into it in a moment. This is the next section we'll talk about the um, unfortunately the a lot of the issues with Activision, which is after this. But um, yeah, man, I, I saw nothing but BS. And when I first heard about it, the first thing that came to my mind is well, at least Codex out, and then it's like no, he's still there uh, at least for right now. Um, we'll talk about whether or not you know he'll still be there a little bit later, but. Uh, I mean, you got employees already that are on strike. You got all these issues, and, and you're making it look like everything has been rosy and perfect. Like, come on, man, be honest. Yeah. 
you know, send out a letter. You know, you don't have to say you could you could put out a letter and says, you know, I know we've had issues in the past, but you know, in order to help better the experience for everyone, the only decision was to do this, right? You know, something, you know, something to, that says, yeah, we understand the, the issues that we made. This is still a great company. We made issues. But, you know, through Microsoft, we could be better, right? Make make it. But this, instead, this motherfucker's like, yeah, man, I've been here for 31 <laughs> years. This shit's been the best. You know, I've been looking at the future, the metaverse, the whole Facebook metaverse. <laughs> and under my leadership, we're going to be great. That's why we got bought out. And and now, you know, Microsoft, you know, even though we got bought out, you know, that was, that's what this was all leading to. Get the fuck out of here. This man. is all according to plan. Get the Under fuck out! Leadership. <laughs> yeah. We had the worst scandal in gaming. Exactly. So bad that, that the government authorities had to get involved. Exactly. <laughs> the government had to come. The state of California had to come in. Oh my god, dude! Oh my god! Get the fuck out of here! Sexual harassment, all part of the plan for the metaverse. Oh my god, dude. This fucker, man. I know. I know. I know. So, quick question for you. Do you remember do you remember when rumors first started about Microsoft buying Activision? Mm-mm. I don't remember I something when... that we had... Go ahead. There, there 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 was none. I know it was something that we discussed like it, all I know was all the insiders that I normally listen to like um dealer Colt uh Jez Corden, uh, Jeffrey Grubb, who even um, Cloverville, who always seemed to be like even Dealer himself was like, I was surprised by this. I haven't heard anything. He was like, I actually woke up to it surprised like the rest of y'all. So yeah. that, that caught me right there. Like he did this like, like deep, like uh, he did this like, like underneath of uh, everything, like deep cover, like no leaks or anything like that. Yeah, so it's it's interesting, right? Because I mean, when we were thinking about act, about actual acquisitions, most of us here thought Warner Brothers, right? Warner Brothers is the best mm-hmm. one, but then there's a whole lot of this whole Warner, you know, AT and T, Warner Brothers, and Discovery. Who owns the rights to Warner Brothers content? You know, and if Microsoft bought it, did they even own the rights to the games and stuff? Does it stay with Discovery? Does it go? You know, there's a lot of no one knew what was going to happen, right? And I thought that, you know, by buying Warner Brothers, it was good. You were getting, you know, the group Monolith, who do who does a lot of the uh, Lord of the Rings games. You are getting uh, NetherRealm, who does a lot of fighting games. So you got somebody to do your kill or instinct games. You know, you had a plethora of different studios that would help backfill a lot of, you know, your other studios, which you were lacking in a lot of your other studios, right? Um, and I thought that was the better choice, but I mean, you can't go wrong with Activision, right? You, you, with Activision, you're getting one of the, you're, you're getting some of the hottest titles around, right? You're getting one of the best mm-hmm. and hottest, even though it's going down, right? Even though Final Fantasy is, is kicking their butt and it's still high up there, but let's not, let's not kid ourselves, right? World of Warcraft is still raking in tons of money, whether a lot of the people are exiting or not, it's still raking in tons and tons of money, right? You got the Diablo franchise now, and um, and you you get um, you get pretty much one of the biggest franchise in terms of gaming of all time in Call of Duty, right? Like it's it's so much you're getting out of it, and then also now you're even getting you know mobile gaming. You're you're getting King King of Candy Crush, right? You you got a uh, Blizzard, you know, like 
one of the most iconic PC companies out there, right? Basically, Riot before Riot, <laughs> you know. Even though they're, you know, a lot of these companies are still are, are shelves of themselves, but still, you're you got all their properties. You're still getting the name. You're still getting the company, right? And you could turn the ship around. So I was like, yeah. But you want to hear something that's very interesting? What's that? When 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 Phil first came out, and we're going to bring up an old article. Phil came out in November, and Phil was talking about Activision Blizzard, and it was in terms of him talking about. Remember, with all the sexual allegations, for remember oh, Phil came out. Ship. Yeah, Phil came out first and said it, and then I think um, the guy from Sony came out, and everybody was talking about how you know, oh, Activision, you know, your 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 this whole sexual misconduct thing, and we we shouldn't have these relationships. But it's weird when you look at the at it now, right? With these eyes, it almost looks like they were in talks back then, right? It says in an internal Microsoft email obtained by Bloomberg, Spencer says he's evaluating all aspects of our relationships with Activision Blizzard, making ongoing proactive adjustments. Additionally, Spencer stated he's disturbed and deeply uh, troubled by horrific events and actions by Activision Blizzard, right? Um, and then I don't know if you remember, but um, it, it's it's like weird, like how he came out and how he was talking about them. When you go back and look at it, it's we thought it was just him, you know, just talking about it, just giving his two cents. But it makes me wonder, even back then, if they were in talks. Oh, I think so. Yeah. Let's see how much yeah. red tape you got to go through all this stuff. Mm hmm. They were probably in the beginning of the talks right then and there or like at least midway through it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And it's it's, it's interesting. Um, I believe it was the guy with Take Two. He did an interview. I mean, it's nothing new. Right. But it's 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 it was it was very interesting. It was definitely very interesting. But before we One go, correction, I did want to make is yeah. that uh, Jim Ryan, Jim Ryan actually came out and said something toward them towards them first. Oh, he did come out first before him. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So it was Jermaine. Gotcha. Gotcha. So um, one thing I did want to talk about is if we're going to talk about Activision, everybody knows the greatness of, you know, games that Activision has, but let's, let's, let's go over some of the horrible stuff. Once again, let's reiterate a lot of it. Right. And we covered a lot of this on the show, you know, a lot of the fuckery, which is uh, Activision, so to say. Um, we and and this is even the first. You remember this one? Even GNS was here. GNS was on 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 the show and talking about this with us. The Activision when they when they reported, they got like one of their biggest <laughs> you know returns, most profitable return, and they were still going to let go. You know, still another like oh, I think it was like two hundred employees. Yeah, it was like two hundred employees, and then like a year or two ago, they let go of like another you know like high amount of employees too. I remember we were talking about this like <laughs> like what the fuck? It was like Kodak exactly. is making all this money, and they're still firing people, right? They're they're. Mm -hmm. They, they laid off nearly 190 employees, including 50 employees from the company's esports division. All right. And, and this was during the time that COVID was here, here and a lot of their um, people were home. They were gaming a lot. And we, we said, OK, yeah, like something like esports, we kind of understand. Right. Because with COVID, you can't go in to, um, you know, arenas and stuff like that. 
but as as we go even further further into it like uh we look at things like um toys for bob right how they were being they weren't even allowed to make other games remember this one like the people who make crash bandicoot they weren't allowed to make a new spiral game or skylanders game instead they were ripped off to go work on call of duty warzone duty you remember this right they lost and then this is a support studio exactly it turned into a support studio and they had layoffs because of it so they lost like they lost people and that would have been used to make newer games and instead they were put on as a support studio for Call of Duty instead of making actual games, you know, for Activision. Mm-hmm. You remember this, right? You remember all this stuff. I do. It's crazy. You, you, you remember the sexual allegations? You know, yeah. over over 44, you know, people have been disciplined. Over 30 people kicked out of Activision, remember? Um, a Blizzard, over in Blizzard, they had to change McCree. Studios, it? Yeah, it was multiple studios. They had to take McCree and change its name because it was named after one of the developers who, who was sexual allegations. We, we It was all over Diablo, you know, multiple studios, all these, you know, the Bill Cosby rooms. The Cosby suite. Yeah, all <laughs> this, all of this garbage, man. Like, just all of this garbage. Oh. And let's not forget that Kotick himself was was calling people with death threats and shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, I was like, yo, what type of world do we live in? <laughs> yeah. And and the last but not least, the most recent thing as of December, because of a lot of these um I remember we were talking about California had to step in for all these sexual allegations and so forth. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, just recently in December, they had a walkout of over 200 employees ranging from active, you know, coming from Activision Blizzard, uh, employees from the Call of Duty teams and so forth, where they literally had a walkout. Raven Studios, they just they just had a walkout because of all the bullshit that they were dealing. So looking at all of this horrible stuff. As Microsoft, how do you go into buying this, seeing all this stuff, and think, how do you turn this around? And I'm going to go to you, Beers. Like, do you do you look at this as, oh, we're just buying the properties, we don't care about turning this around? Or what's your plans for actually turning this around? So that way, because I mean, already a lot of people are jaded. GNS, amongst other people, and I've said it too, you know, a lot of people are are um, um, I also want to say bootlegging, um, boycotting, you know, Call of Duty and other games because of this stuff, right? They want a culture change. A lot of people, a lot of these newer generations are more, and I hate to say, use the term woke, but they are they realize and they understand more of what's happening and they like to, you know, protest, you know, until they see changes, you know? So from a Microsoft standpoint, understanding all this horrible stuff, how do you change this culture? Man, um, that's a tough one. Like, yeah. I was still trying to think of that about, about that myself. I guess the first thing you got to do. Well, one thing I will put out there is that like a lot of actual current employees have actually been tweeting that they are happy with uh, the, the this outcome, that a lot of them are actually, morale is actually boosting because like uh, they, based on how Microsoft has been treating their other studios, a lot of them feel that like um, that they're in good hands now, at least. So that's a good thing to hear that there's a uh, there that there's plenty of um, current workers mm-hmm. who are 
who are tweeting and like oh, yeah. in the studios talk behind the scenes yeah yeah to say that you know like they're they're feeling happy about the uh the current situation um so at least that part's already taken care of but like i guess the first thing you got to do is you have to you have to come down tough you can't compromise like like uh even if they're like a um a super talent if they were doing fuckery you just gotta let them go like no warnings no we're gonna put you on probation no you out. like you have to like let let them know with a hard hand that like you're in a different company you're in a different company now so all the fuckery that was happening before it's not going to happen under us you go ahead and you you evaluate the the hard workers and everybody who was doing uh, doing well and stuff like that you restructure the teams you uh you budget them so they can add back to to uh produce their falling numbers and then just like the previous studios you bet you basically let them uh you let them work on what they want to work on. You don't like you, you take away your, um, Hey, outside of the, uh, the battle Royale free game. That's of course going to be continuously going. How about you not make a call? We're not going to make you, uh, we're not going to turn call of duty into Madden anymore. So you actually have some time to work on it and actually make the game that you want to make like that sort of stuff. So I, I feel that would be the, uh, I feel that, uh, I guess I'll, the only thing I'm getting around to is basically saying that you're, you're, best thing to do is to uh increase the morale of your workers get them back to building up what their work culture is and allow them uh to not only feel um secure in their job their jobhood but also make it feel like it's a place that they want to come back to work again because they can be creative take a few risks and it's not a uh it's not it's no more a um a money machine that's going to pump out a, a quantity over quality Okay. Okay. I like that answer. I like that answer. I agree with you in that sense. Um, when I look at it, I look at it with different eyes. Well, not different eyes per se. I look at it like this. Um, Microsoft is a hated company. <laughs> they are. They and, are. Um, no matter how much good that they try to do, they're, they're very hated. And it's, it's something that always baffled me. Um, like I remember as a, when when they first announced the Xbox, I'm sitting here thinking I'm like, as Americans who are always about patriotism and made in America and American pride and all this other bullshit, why are you so supportive of a Japanese system more so than a system from your own country? <laughs> like that, nev- I, like I never understood that, right? Uh, why why so many people have so much you know patriotism and love more for. Um, you know, Japanese systems, but I'm like, yeah, they grew up on it. Maybe that's the case, mm-hmm. but Microsoft is so despised as a company. And, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that's not without reason, right? Um, Bill Gates is probably one of the most evilest man, at least looked upon as one of the most evilest mans in the world, men in the world. And, you know, he's not even with the company really anymore, right? He's just sitting back collecting shares. Like, he, he doesn't really you know do much of anything with microsoft he's doing whatever the heck he wants to do right (laughs) but you know it's still associated to him by name right and i remember watching the uh microsoft documentary and it's like a joke and they're like yeah they're like when we're making a new console microsoft is the one detriment to us making a new console if it if it was like named like the nintendo box and not microsoft xbox it will probably sell you know like how do we sell microsoft without saying it's microsoft so you know that that stigma has been there for for a very very long time. So um, 
But when you think about other hated country, companies, uh, you get uh, EA and Activision, top of the list, right? EA is probably up there for hate, most hated. But after all this stuff, you know, Activision is probably up there firing employees consistently after making tons and tons of money. This whole sexual uh, allegation stuff. You know, the Bill Cosby romance, go back to that, like, wow. Um, you know, all this, you know, all this stuff and and a lot of it, you know, coming from Kodak, right? A lot of people, you know, point their fingers at Kodak because, I mean, he's the man in charge of all this stuff. So I'm trying to think of how do you change culture, right? And even though Microsoft and Game Pass and a lot of stuff is is maybe not, may not be the, you know, most loved thing by everybody, I think from the price and what they offer it, it comes to a point where some people, you know, they, they can't help but but spend the money and try it, right? And and fall in love with it, whether you're a Sony fan or not, you know, whether you just have a PC or just a tablet, you know, the, what they offer you, at least as of right now, is well, well, well above the price that they charge. Um, and, yep. and I think from that standpoint, Game Pass is slowly changing views on Microsoft and how Microsoft is. And I think as we start to see more games coming from these groups under Microsoft, I think the, pers- the persona of Microsoft will change, right? And I think that's what's going to happen with a lot of Activision, Blizzard groups under Microsoft. I think you're going to still have that stigma, like Gina says, he says, I've literally been boycotting them. I think you're going to still have that, but as they start to see, and it's going to take time, as they start to see changes, right? Now, act maybe Overwatch 2 comes out, and instead of it just being a campaign, they literally overhaul all of Overwatch 2 and actually make it an actual s- series, right? An actual game, full game, right? And maybe it doesn't cost money. Maybe it is just in Game Pass, or maybe it's free to play with something, you know, something different, right? Where people, it, it changes the outcome and doesn't look like a cash grab, right? You start to remove some of the stuff from WoW, where... Wow, you take away the subscriptions and other things from WoW and you make it more accessible and not make it feel like it's a cash grab, right? A lot of the old retro stuff, you give the tools to people to make that, right? You create servers for them, allow them to do it, and they can make choices, right? Maybe Microsoft has servers and you allow your users to say, up to what version of WoW do you want to play Classic WoW to? Up to what expansion? You allow people to rent servers and do all that stuff. And you know you maintain the servers, but you allow them to make that choice. And now all of a sudden, instead of being cash grabs and other things, now you start to build back you know, with a lot of the community a lot of respect and stuff that they want, right? Because when you look at Blizzard and games beforehand, it was like, it was just shady some of the stuff they were doing, right? It would shun down other people who were doing, you know, retro versions better than them and they give you poor half-ass retro versions of Warcraft <laughs> 3. You know, Diablo 2 was probably one of the better ones, but it still had issues. Uh, but it's, it's so much more, right? And I think under Microsoft, when they give the, de- the development teams the backing through money and financing and allow them to creatively do what they want to actually do, then we get something more. Now, I don't know, I'm sure there's limits to it, right? Because we could go back and look at 343 with like wanting to do a Halo uh, MMO and all this other stuff. But maybe now with Blizzard being there, now they have a lot more different tools. Maybe now you could do more cross team, you know, 
colonization or talking or whatever you want to call it, right? And you allowed them now to start making those things. So maybe they didn't want to invest the money in terms of trying to figure out how to build an MMO infrastructure. But now that you have Blizzard over there in a Warcraft, World of Warcraft team, now you can now use that team or at least parts and the knowledge of that team or that system to now build that, you know, that Halo Infinite mm-hmm. MMO. It's so much more, right, that comes from it. So I'm hoping that we from this, you get more, right, from it. And um, I, and, and going back to negatives, did you want to say it's one more thing before I go to the next topic? Oh, I was just saying that maybe um, World of Warcraft will get its first uh, huge graphical update since um, the day I was born. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. You're funny. Maybe they'll finally have graphics to, to match the uh, the new updated uh, MMOs that are out there right now. You're funny. Um, <laughs> but let's we'll go back to it, right? The, you, you talk about getting rid of the people that cause the toxicity and issues. So that brings us up to our next topic, which is Kodak. What happens to uh, Bobby uh, Kodak afterwards, right? Let's, what happens to the man who, who stead, who, you know, led the ship, you know, steered the ship to where it is right now, Bobby Kodak. So um, real quickly, uh, Bobby Kodak did do an interview with, um, I believe it was Bloomberg or another group, right? And he, they asked him a lot of questions um, about it. But the one thing I wanted to highlight was um, thinking about Bobby, what happens to Bobby now and then after the merger, right? So Game B says, uh, what do you think of reporting to Phil? What might you think about doing next once the deal is done? And his retirement, one of your thoughts. To which Kodak responded, right now my focus is just staying CEO and running the business. And I think you probably could tell from the stock price, there's still a long way between now and getting a deal approved and all the regulatory issues. So I'm still going to be first focused on running the business. What I told Microsoft is, I care so much about this company that whatever role they want me to have, they want me to have in making sure that we integrate the business and we get the proper and smooth transition. I am willing to do. However, much time that, however much time it takes, if it's a month after the close, if it's a year after that, I just care that the transition goes well. Reporting to Phil is easy uh, thing to do. He's a great guy and we have a great relationship. And if I have to do that, I'm happy to do that. All I care about is making sure that the transition and the integration goes well. So from there, Beards, we everything like we said has come back to Kodak, right? To the board trying mm-hmm. to get rid of them, not being able to get rid of them, asking for more time to to get everything fixed. Maybe Kodak was on the phone with Microsoft, maybe trying to make this acquisition. We don't know. Um, what's your thoughts? Does is do you, as Microsoft? Do you do you think you have to get rid of Kodak if you want fuck to yeah. Um, redo it? Yeah, you, know, you said fuck yeah, good, good. Like all your stuff about like uh, getting rid of the um, like uh, getting rid of the uh, the bad culture and everything like that. It means nothing if you keep one of the main in, uh, abusers and enablers as uh, up in a high position of power in the company. Like, um, 
like unless you're gonna drop him down to some sort of paper pusher who has no sort of power but even not even that he shouldn't be in the company at all like um so like uh unless that comes from somebody overfill like uh, i don't see it happening and even if it does come from somebody over him that would be stupid on their part so like i i personally feel that as soon as this deal goes through he's going to uh he's going to um resign to walk away with the millions that are built into his fucking contract so he's going to walk away from money with money and he's going to try to make it look like he received an offer somewhere else um so he can he can walk away without egg on his face without being fired or let go and then uh 2k will hire him wow really wow <laughs> okay <laughs> be like, oh, oh, we like your kind over here <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> We're talking about the man who once talked about making uh, Guitar Hero accessible through Facebook, Facebook gaming. And that is the future of gaming. Yep. Yeah, Cody, um, I, I'll say this much, right? They, they, they've been very profitable under him, but in terms of being one to better the culture, to, be, to get the most out of your development group, he he's he's been very it feels like he's been very toxic at least from all the information that i've read and i'm with you if you're microsoft i think day one the moment everything is done codec has to go i i don't think codec has a place under your yeah under your your inclusive you know community as you want to call it i i don't i don't see that and i don't know if you know i'm looking at other people within his organization if they want to work with Kodak. I don't think if you're a developer um, and your teams are already doing walkouts, if they still want to continue under Kodak. Exactly. Right? You're, the company and the development groups and employees have already shown, right? And a lot of their stuff that they've been walking out, how they want it resolved was they wanted Kodak out. This, these were things that they asked for. They wanted him fired. So I, I can't see for right now, Kodak does his song and dance. And as you stated before, I'm with you. I think that Microsoft, unfortunately, hands him a bag um, and he goes off peacefully in his yacht to go do whatever the hell his next venture is. To go work for 2K. Golly, <laughs> stop, stop, stop wishing I mean, that on us, I'm, man. Like, like, yo, if you, I mean, they're already fucking up Rockstar. This will this will be the uh, the icing on the cake for them. Like, if, if you are... Um, if you are if you just dropped a 70 billion dollar investment to uh boost up your um your to boost up your gaming services and and you're looking at a long run investment are you really going to are you really going to keep around uh this guy who is basically the mascot for every fuck, fucking thing that went wrong in the company if you are that'll be the dumbest the the most dumbest decision i've ever heard unless it's like the only way i can see this happening is he has some type of uh legal legal binding and it's a contract that that protects him in his contract that they can't get around and, and kick him out that is the only way i see him still sticking with this uh this company damn shame <laughs> um, <laughs> all right so before we close out let's go to our last topic uh for discussion in the shirt stream um Oh, Game. Before you go. You want okay. to get your comments up? Oh, yes. I will definitely look at it. Uh, Gina says, I hope Sony would buy Rockstar. 
Interesting. So GNS wants Sony to buy Rockstar. Yeah, I, it's the same thing I said about this this uh, acu- um, acquisition. I feel the same way about uh, Rockstar currently. Like as long as it's uh, Microsoft, Sony, or um, or Tencent. Like I, I don't want. I do not want Amazon buying them because they'll just strip the company down and and um and destroy it so like uh as long as one of those three companies buy it i'll be perfectly fine with that so i was uh, glad these guys got it i kind of question that now right after seeing yep. um after seeing the information coming from uh what's oh, the game from the, the japan studios yeah not only the japan studios but from the guys over i guess in europe that made gone. days gone days seeing gone. how they how sony treats them and a lot of stuff i kind of question that right um good point good point i don't know what's in sony's mind uh in terms of what they're trying to do um but definitely under jim ryan i don't think uh jim ryan steering that ship into the right direction and Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of things that people are saying, they're like, oh, if you think this is big, wait till you hear what comes out later this week. And a lot of people are thinking acquisitions and stuff as the big news. I, you know, I think after this purchase, you know, I think the big news might be. What's that? That Sony, that Microsoft and Game Pass is coming to Sony and that um, Game Pass will include um, Sony um, first party titles. <laughs> so Project Spartacus. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Project that, Trojan. <laughs> I think yeah, I think that um that uh yeah that I think that one of the things that Sony's gonna probably announce is probably Game Pass on the um on the Xbox. I mean on the uh, PlayStation. And I think through 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 announcing Game Pass that they're going to allow them to still continue to get a Call of Duty and a lot of these other titles. Plus, you'll finally get Halo and other big titles on Sony systems. I mean, would that finally quiet all the Xbox hate on Twitter? Uh, no, <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> but um, I think I think because right now the, here's the problem with, and I know this is all about Microsoft, but just not to go off the course. But the problem with Sony is, I think that Sony Sony is realizing things too late, and I kind of alluded that to that earlier when I was talking about how Phil was saying that. Amazon and Google are the true competitors. Sony Sony is still in the mindset of like Nintendo where you can re- release a generational console, you make a whole bunch of money. But it won't ma- consoles won't matter as technology improves, right? Microsoft is already looking at giving people fucking flash drive key fobs to put into your TVs or at least have a TV with an Xbox, you know, application that already plays the games and you don't even need consoles, right? Or or just having your phone and having your phone directly connect to your TV or your tablet connect to your TV or maybe even your cable box or your Amazon stick and that shoots and plays the games for you, right? It loads it up there for you. So it's like they're looking at a future where you don't need consoles. So after, if you're Sony, you don't have a real cloud infrastructure as of yet. Like you have one, but it's not where it should be. What do you do, right? You're behind. We've already known Microsoft 
and Sony already made deals beforehand before the new next gen system started in order to help them with their cloud infrastructure, right? So I think only the big name that you're going to see is that you're going to probably start to see where a lot of these Sony backwards compatible games, like you're seeing PS3 now on the PS5, you know, in their libraries and stuff, you're going to see a lot of that stuff now coming from Microsoft. And I think Microsoft is going to be the leader or at least the supplier for Sony. So I think the next big title, the next big news that you're going to hear is not an acquisition, but you're going to hear that Xbox Live is coming to Sony. And that's just me. That's my prediction. It doesn't hurt them. It doesn't hurt them. Yes, thank you, Gina. That's a good idea. It doesn't hurt them at all. Oh, it doesn't. It doesn't at all. It doesn't, right? And it's something better. It's a betterment for both of them. Yeah. That would be a that would be a huge. Um, I think some gamers would just end up their heads would explode if yeah. one actually uh, came out. But yeah, I do think that would be a, a smart decision on both of them. Yeah. I mean, hell, I mean we're, we got even if they announced that. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Finish your thought. Oh, I was just saying, even if they announced that uh, the Game Pass was finally coming to Nintendo Switch, I think that would be a huge, um, yeah, a super huge uh, announcement also. Yeah. I mean, we already got MLB The Show, which is a Sony game, first party game on the Xbox last year, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you're, it only makes sense to do this. Only other big thing would be that Google Stadia or, or Amazon does something big, right, where they made a deal with Steam or with Sony or something to bring their stuff or that Sony and Steam will, oh, you know, that they'll automatically bring all their games to Steam. But even if you do all that, that's still not as big as Microsoft, <laughs> this big acquisition, right? Because you can still, Microsoft still sells games on Steam. You can still buy it or you can buy back Game Pass or, you know, per month and just rent them or play them however you want to play them, right? And Gina says, fanboys died. They already are, man. They already are. <laughs> <laughs> so so we're going to go with the last statement. Um, and this comes in terms of um, what's, what do you think comes out of this, Beers, in terms of uh, Game Pass, in terms of uh, what games become multi-platform, what remains exclusive? So if everything goes through, right, the government doesn't shut down this um, acquisition, from basically Blizzard's lineup, how do you think everything plays out going forward in terms of what stays multi-platform, what goes exclusive? I think um, all Battle Royal games and like uh, card games and anything of that nature will stay multi-platform. As far as the Call of Duties go, I think the Battle Royal will stay multi-platform and I think campaigns will become a um, Game Pass exclusive. Um, I also feel that we may see something along the lines of they may actually, um, since they have the time now, they may actually work towards making a console version of World of Warcraft. And I'm also, um, um, even though uh, MSoft, MSoft is almost, oh, has been mostly about choice under Phil, so I think it's going to be interesting if people can now get a um, World of Warcraft for just signing up under um, Game Pass as opposed to actually, uh, so you're going to get the benefit of all the games and services as opposed to just paying the fourteen the the fourteen ninety nine fee just to subscribe to it, but I actually think your idea is better. Like them actually considering switching it to a uh, a um, a free to play model to actually make it more accessible to everyone. But we'll we'll see where they go at with that. But those are what I think. Um, that's what I think is going to happen with these particular um, games. I th- I would like to. I don't know if Jeff 
Kaplan is done with gaming altogether or if he's moved on to make his own studio. But it would be nice if they could actually uh, bring him back and let him complete his uh, vision for over uh, for Overwatch. It'd be great if he could come back and actually make his original vision, which was Titan, which sounded insane. So if he could come back and do Titan, like who knows what um, avenues that'll open up. And lastly, I say that um, Microsoft has to keep on buying before Fortnite buys them. And that's... Uh... <laughs> before Fortnite buys them, that's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think we have the same... A lot of the same ideas. Um, from this ac- acquisition, I believe... And I discussed it, as I discussed with you earlier, I think something like Call of Duty, right? Warzone remains... Mm-hmm. Uh, multi-platform, you get to play it on everything. I don't think uh, Call of Duty Warzone goes away. Um, I think that um, the Call of Duty, if you do do a Call of Duty games, uh, the ones with the traditional multiplayer and the um, campaigns probably come to Microsoft first um, and are Microsoft exclusive. Actually, you know what? Maybe, maybe multiplayer goes free to play, right? Maybe, maybe they put together multiplayer and the BR free to play and they just do yearly updates and they do seasons and battle passes for their money for similar to what they do with the, um, Warzone now. And then maybe, um, new features. They have different, like, uh, seasonal. So like one, maybe one for like a month or three months, they have they add zombies to it right and you have a zombie seasonal thing and everybody plays all the zombie modes and that goes away and then just like they're doing the attack on titan maybe that's for like another three months another you know maybe they do something like that and then the story campaign of it um becomes its own standalone thing and it's included in game pass or you could buy maybe. or you could buy it free not buy it free but buy it for like a, a cheaper price of like <laughs> maybe like twenty, thirty dollars for a single campaign and it lasts maybe for ten hours, right? You get the Call of Duty campaign that lasts ten hours and you go through it and you play it as a single player game. I think from Warcraft I mean World of Warcraft standpoint, I think the best thing to do uh, would be to bring it under Game Pass, the subscription portion of it. So that way, with people who are paying for the same price of the subscription, they get Game Pass instead. They still get World of Warcraft, and they still um, and they get a lot more, you know, games and stuff. I think that only makes sense to them, um, at least mm-hmm. as a person, uh, to do that. Especially if you're getting a, you're if you're subscribing to World of Warcraft and you get a whole boatload of games. I think um, also that um, Microsoft. Uh, maybe not within 2023, but maybe in 2024 and 2025, uh, that Battle.net becomes maybe the uh, delivery system for all Game Pass games. So um, they take Battle.net and they basically put everything through Battle.net instead of their own system so that um, Battle.net now becomes the delivery system. Um other stuff like other things i think will still remain pretty much the same but um when you look at the uh the different games like let me see who do we have here uh toys for bob i think crash bandicoot like they're doing crash bandicoot 4 or the next crash bandicoot now that comes out on all games does crash bandicoot and, and spiral and all them become xbox exclusives i can see that I could see that, like them no longer doing it. Maybe they'll come to, maybe like um, Conquer and Banjo Kazooie, they still come to Nintendo. 
but uh, I don't see them going to <laughs> to Sony, right? Same thing with all their other games. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of their other games now going forward are just exclusive. I mean, you don't pay $70 million for these big games um, to keep them the same, right? You, you, want, you want to have games yep. that... And they, even if they aren't exclusive, you want to have exclusivity of certain things first, right? So where before... When Xbox first started and all the ex- all the call new Call of Duty stuff was coming to Xbox first for the first month or two, and then came to the other platforms, and now PlayStation's doing that now, it reverts back, right? So now it's definitely coming to Game Pass first month, and then everywhere else. So I I see a lot of it staying the same, but Microsoft I think is definitely going to uh, do what they need to do. I mean, sixty eight million, it's almost seventy million dollars. Not every game's going to do it. But if you got something like Diablo 4, I, I can almost tell you right now, Diablo 4 right now is most likely going to be Xbox Game Pass Day 1 and PC, you, you know, and probably a mobile for phone. You're not going to probably see Diablo 4 coming out on, on PlayStation 5 unless there's already a contract there for it. Agreed. So, you know, that's that's just the way I look at it now, right? So, and I mean, there's still games, you know, that are just PC only. I mean, Microsoft released Age of Empires just for the PC. They never pulled it out on the Xbox. It's just still P- PC only. So I think you're still going to see those, you know, PC only games. They'll wind up, you know, afterwards, you know, spawn it, you know, pouring it over. But at least as of right now, no. So, uh, Beers, that concludes pretty much all this stuff. And yes, multi-platform, sir. And GNS real quickly says, I think all the assistant franchise will stay emoji, uh, a multi, <laughs> a multi, mistype, multi-platform. And then new games will, that the studios will meet will be exclusive. Good idea, GNS. I agree with you there. No, man. You've changed the meta. From now on, we say emoji platform right yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, the metaverse. So, Beers, yeah, big, big, tra- big, big news, man. Big news. Anything else you want to add before we close out, sir? Oh, no. Like, uh, it was good to, to come on here. And, like, I'm, I'm, now I'm just excited to see what's heading forward. I do want to say that I feel that I know they're going to keep on adding acquisitions, but I feel at this point, like, you should probably slow down. Like, um, I feel that at this point going forward, besides getting, um, besides trying to get to, um, Asian studios, either either a Korean and Chinese or Korean and Japanese studio. I feel outside of that, like you should just have your global studios continue making uh smaller deals and and actually get commissioned studios out to buy games for you. Like uh, I don't. What I'm basically saying is I don't want the whole them continuing to um to make acquisitions turn into a uh a thing of uh, hate rather than a thing of um of being a uh, cheered celebration for uh yes yeah, a, a thing of celebration yeah do you think that um do you think that uh that somebody needs to stop a lot of these acquisitions do you think this overall is going to hurt the gaming uh i think after a while it's going to hurt gaming do you especially if you if if like uh if if all of the game companies are under like three studios and like the only thing left is indies and all big publishers are now like developed up and and bought like if just one of those if one of those studio one of those uh companies fail that's like a third of the uh that's like a third of the industry going in the wind like it's and and also um the whole fact of like it does really take away that choice like not everybody i've been like uh 
I've been blessed this uh, generation to be able to have all three uh, three systems, but you know everybody can't do that. So it's like um, it's one thing to have exclusives, but then it's one thing where even games that you've been playing third party for years, all of a sudden, oh, um, now I can only play Final Fantasy on PlayStation. Oh, now I can only uh, which which is kind of already happening. Oh, now I can only play Call of Duty on the Xbox. Um, well, I haven't seen Nintendo do anything like that, but you get my drift. Definitely do, definitely do. Um, overall, I say I think the I think this is a good thing for Activision. Um, I think Most Activision. Definitely. I think a lot of people are wondering, but I, I think the way that Activision was going, Blizzard was going to either get sold or torn apart. Um, they weren't making games. Let's be honest for a lot of people who are listening. Mm-hmm. Blizzard was not making games. All the games that they had were on hold. They, they, like Overwatch 2 was on hold. It wasn't being produced. They weren't coming out. It wasn't coming out. Diablo 4, on hold. Oh. <laughs> Everything was on you hold. You reminded me of something. Yeah. Have you noticed that every time, um, almost every time, uh, except out of the uh, the first acquisition purchases, uh, well, some outside of some of them, that every time Microsoft has moved in to make this purchase when the company is in trouble. So like that- You know, I literally like, said that in the beginning of the conversation. Yes, oh, I did. I said that. I literally said, yeah, I literally said that. What's name was having issues, not as bad as what's the name, but getting sued. Yeah, I went through all that already, sir. Cut, cut that in post. No, no, no. We're gonna leave that in there for the to here. We're gonna leave people for that to hear. <laughs> yeah genus well that's another thing genus says imagine e3 announcement next year uh it's looking like there won't be no more e3 <laughs> so they're gonna be game fest from now on yeah yeah yeah. Game awards. yeah so so i think that overall i think this is a positive for activision overall um i know a lot of people are still trying to decide whether or not this is a good thing or a bad thing but trust me well, I can't say trust me, but I believe, you know, this was uh, the most positive outcome. Um, I think if they were purchased by Amazon or Google or somebody else, Apple or, you know, Netflix, whoever, I don't know if they if it would have been, if they would have been able to continue the same, right? I'm curious to see. I don't expect any major layoffs outside of Kodak and, you know, some of the higher ups. Um, but I'm very curious to see if there's any um, any type of uh, development layoffs or anything. Hopefully with this, a lot of these development layoffs stop now. And um, one thing we never talked about, but Microsoft has their eSports group now. This is very interesting. They get a lot of stuff out of this. Mm-hmm. They get a lot of stuff. But um, that concludes the least for now. We can talk about more of it on uh, this Friday's uh, podcast. I want to say thank you to my special guest, Beards. Well, not special guest, but my partner, co-host Beards, for uh, coming out. And uh, we will be back again this Friday here on twitch.tv slash A-R-N as in Nancy, G-M as in Mary, A-R-N-G-M, Friday, 10 p.m. Eastern, for episode number 84 of Shoot the Shit. But until then, remember, folks, shoot the shit, don't be shit. Peace out, everybody. Peace.